with a nugget this morning. It starts off as your department, your actions will either make or break you. Your actions will either make or break you. Your actions will either make or break you and your confession of faith. So we need to have it all together. If, if, if our confession is right, our actions will come forth. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we look to your word. We thank you, Lord, once again, Father God, that you open each and every one of our eyes of our understanding, Father God, that we as individuals may glean, Father God, new revelations, Father God, that will help us in our life as children of yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, tomorrow uh, we will observe Veterans Day, November 11th. Uh, this is a federal holiday set aside by our government to honor persons who have served in the United States Armed Forces. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, veteran, then I'm going to move it a little bit. Veterans Day is, a, is distinct from Memorial Day. Okay. Memorial Day honors those whose service members who have passed away, especially those who gave their lives in the time of duty. So Memorial Day is observed on the last Monday in the month of May. So there's two, two days that we see, speaking of veterans. And then there's a third. Maybe you haven't heard this one, or some of us have. There's another military holiday called Armed Forces Day. And this is to celebrate, this is celebrated on the third Saturday in May. And this is a day set aside to honor and appreciate all active members in the U.S. military. Aside from the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, there's no greater symbol of freedom than the flag of the United States and those men and women who wear the uniform. Glory to God. Um, we need to thank God for establishing uh, this great country of ours and for the men and women in uniform who stood and stand to defend and guard and protect this nation of ours. Glory to God. And uh, I know we have a couple of veterans here, uh, Paul and Mike, both Navy veterans. Glory to God. And we have what we call military brats. They're here too. <laughs> okay. Uh, turn with me to the book of Luke. Hallelujah. That's the book of Luke. And while you're finding that, I'm going to start off with the story, the storyline. Are you ready? Um, as wild ducks were flying north in route in um, migration, they passed over a barnyard. And one duck landed in the barnyard and quickly made friends with the tame ducks. The wild duck enjoyed the fresh corn and good water. He decided to stay for an hour. Then, for a day, he stretched it out to a week, and finally, a month. At the end of that time, he contemplated flying to join his wild duck friends, but he so enjoyed his new friends that welcomed him there, 
and the safety of barnyard, so he just decided to stay. Months later, his wild duck friends were flying back south, and he heard the quacking. He became so delighted he wanted to join them. He flapped his wings, but to his amazement, he could not rise into the air to attain any altitude. So he waddled back safely to the barnyard. He said to himself, I'm satisfied here. I have plenty of food. I'm safe here. Why should I leave? So he spent the winter and the farm. Spring came, and the flock of wild ducks flew over once again, and he gave them some notice, but he did, did not even try to fly to meet them. When the wild ducks returned in the fall, he simply just keep, kept on eating the corn that made him fat and did not beckon to the wild call of the ducks. Okay. We'll put the story aside for right now. <laughs> keep it in the back of your mind, all right? Did you find the book of Luke yet? All right. Chapter 5, please. Chapter 5. Verse 1. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gesaret. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus is surrounded by people that are pressing in towards him, wanting to hear the word. Great. Hallelujah. This is good. This is even great. People hungering and thirsting for the word of God, the bread of life. They were so excited. They pressed in to God, to Jesus. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. Verse 2. Let's go on to verse 2. He's pressing in. I mean, people are just on top of him, just about. Okay, verse 2. And he saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. Wow. And he... And he entered one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from out of the ship. Okay, uh, being on the seashore, we see that uh, two boats are empty, and Jesus enters one of them, which was Simon's. And he asked Simon, would you just push this boat out a little bit, because the people are still going to even get in the boat while I'm here, so just push me out a little ways. Um, so he taught the people out of the ship. So... Uh, keeping your marker there in Luke chapter 5, we want to go to Isaiah chapter 28 now. In Isaiah chapter 28, we're going to see how Jesus taught. Jesus taught in Isaiah 28, verses 9 and 10. Whom, that's Isaiah chapter 28, verses 9 and and 10. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And to whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Glory to God. So Jesus is, is building up. He sets the foundation and he begins to build it up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What else does, uh, how else does Jesus uh, minister? Let's go to the book of Matthew right now. Matthew chapter 7. In Matthew chapter 7. Verse 29. 
Matthew 7, verse 29, it says, For he taught them as one having authority, and not as scribes. From the Amplified, it says, He was teaching as one who had and was authority, and not as did the scribes. So Jesus taught one having authority. That means he had power. He showed joy. He, he was in compelling in his, his word towards them. And the people just, wow, this is great. They just ate it up. Glory to God. Let's also uh, move to another location. Let's go to the book of John. John chapter 7. This is how Jesus spoke or, or taught. John, John chapter 7. John chapter 7. Verse 46, John chapter 7, verse 46. The offers answered, Never man spake like this. Well, when Jesus spoke, he was insightful. He had instructions. He was compelling. He was, it was heart moving. It was refreshing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When Jesus spoke the word, people just jumped up and just like that, that we we were singing today. You saw those individuals when they started singing praises of God. They did not contain themselves. They got loose. How, just, just, I want you to think a moment. Think of heaven right now. And the, choir, the choirs are dressed in white robes and just standing there just, you know, just perfect. Perfect alignment. And all of a sudden they start singing. And all of a sudden the joy hits. And what did that, that, that choir that we saw do? They started jumping down, up and down. I mean, it, was, it says that when David danced before the Lord, when he brought the ark, people just was, were amazed. Imagine, can you see the, the people up on, in, in heaven just, just singing and jump, jumping up and down? I mean, we need to, we need to be that way. And this is the way people were when they heard Jesus speak the word. They got excited. They said, what's coming next? Hallelujah. Glory to God. The word of God leads, builds, and develops one into maturity as we are obedient to it. Again, God's word leads, builds, and develops one into maturity as we are obedient to it. So with that thought in mind, let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is what happens when you hear the word. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, looking at verse 11. When I was a child, I spake as a child. And I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. We, when, when we are developed, we don't worry about the childish things anymore or the baby things anymore. It, it's, it's bad when we see a Christian sucking on her thumb, you know, throwing a tanter, tan, uh, tanter temper, temperance or whatever. They, they're, they're throwing a fit. It's bad. I mean, we've all been to the store and we've seen... Little children, you know, the toddlers, and they're in the store with their parents, and the kid wants a candy or something else, and, they, and the parent says no, and that child goes berserk. I mean, you know, 
and you say, well, get that kid out of here. You know, well, how many, how many Christians do we know that have tantrums? <laughs> yeah, how many know, Christians you know that are supposed to be, be adults are just wild. I mean, they don't get their way. They, they go, you know, boo on you, you know, woe is me, that type of thing. Glory to God. As children of God, we are to develop and walk in maturity. In other words, as children of God, we are to develop and walk in maturity. Um, now, when let's go back to uh, where we are at, Luke, the book of Luke, chapter 5. When Jesus fin finished his discourse, discourse, let's go to verse 3, Luke 5, verse 3. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and he prayed that he would thrust him out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Verse 4, and when he hath left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought or a catch. Okay. So when Jesus finished, he says, Simon, launch out to the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Now, Simon, it says when, when, when Jesus approached there, the ship was on shore. Simon and the others were what? Washing their nets. So probably Simon had just finished washing his net and was tired and was ready to go home. Simon answered, the man, uh, answered Jesus, Master, we toiled all night and have taken nothing. I mean, you know, uh, how many of us have toiled at something? And we were disappointed uh, with the results. And possibly we even called it quits. Oh, forget it. You know? uh, we became safe and secure in the shallow by not taking any more risk. We hear, danger, danger, don't go on beyond this point. You know, you're going to get yourself hurt again. Uh, we, all, we make all sorts of excuses. We can't go forward. We've tried it before. Nothing happened. Whatever one told us bad would happen, it happened. Woe is me. Oh, man. So Simon, in his uh, speaking back to, or replying back to Jesus, uh, was more, more likely half-hearted. Nevertheless, at thy word I will let down the net. What else could he say? What else could he say? I mean, he just heard Jesus minister the possibilities and probabilities of the word in his life. He said, well, you know, I can't do it. He said, I, 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 well, nevertheless, you know, I'll, you know I'll, I'll try it. Launch out into the deep and let down your nets. We need to be yielded vessels. Amen. Oh, man, glory to God. So out into the deep they went. When we don't follow fully God's word, things happen. When we don't follow fully to God's word, things happen. Dropping only one net for the catch of fish broke that net. It, he was told to drop nets. Jesus said, uh, 
Simon said, I'll drop any net. Jesus said, drop the nets. That's more than one. He let down that one net, and it broke. And he, he then asked for help. With that broken net, how many fish were lost? How many fish were lost? If he'd have brought down, dropped down the nets, he would have got down. But he lost some fish. But he had a help available, and they, you know they they helped it. And it says the boats became so full they began to sink. That's I mean there there is a catch. I mean glory to God. Uh, he could have retired for a month or two on the on the on the sale of those fish. Glory to God. Well, let's go down to this. Do you feel run down and tired? Is the race harder even in your Christian walk? Are your dreams shattered? Jesus' answer to you is go. Cast your net into the deep waters. You'll bring a catch so great that you'll have to call your friends for help. Jesus has plans. And if things in your life are complicated, some of us think we've got complicated lives, let Jesus uncomplicate them. Amen. If you have burdens, Jesus says, give me your burdens. I'll lighten your burdens. We need the word. Peter heard the word. The crowd around them heard the words. And we will encounter a lot of stuff that will scare us. And cause us either to turn around and go back and become a spectator. Or we'll just stay in the shallow waters. Or even we might even launch out into the deep without proper equipment. Hmm. Some of us just jump ahead of God, don't we? Uh, let's, since we're there in Luke, let's go to Luke chapter 6. Just for a moment. Luke chapter 6. And we want to go to verse 46. Luke 6, 46. Jesus is speaking. He says, Why call me Lord and do not the things which I say? Well, Peter was doing what he said, partially. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built his house on, and dig deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And when the floods came, arose and the streams beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon the rock. Glory to God. That's having the word line upon line, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. Built up in us to become maturity. But he that heareth and does not is like a man without a foundation built a house upon the earth, against which the streams did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of the house was great. We need to have the full word to be safe and secure. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, we don't know what the, the crowd did after they heard the word. Most likely, they rejoiced at the hearing of the word. Glory to God. But as spectators... Many did not apply the word into their lives to make, changes, to make a change that makes a difference. Casting our nets to, let me see, casting out our nets, we need to expect something different. 
for new results. Whether your net, whether your nets, whether you're fishing from the boat in the deep or stepping out of the boat. So let's look at this one. Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. This is talk, still talking about water. Matthew chapter 14. Verse 28, Matthew 14, 28. And Jesus answered him, oh, pardon me, and Peter answered him, Lord, if it, thou, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Verse 29 from the Amplified. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on water, and he came towards the Lord. Glory to God, hallelujah. Cast your net and walk on the water. Glory to God. Casting a net, launching out, is going to take faith. Faith, which you do have. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, We are new creatures of Christ Jesus. All things become anew. Old things are passed away. We can do it. You can do it. You have faith to do it. Build your faith so you can go there. Walk on the water, cast your nets. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Launching out into the deep of your heart. Launching out, out into the deep of your heart and soul is building your life in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Jesus, or God wants us to break away from our comfort zone and step out in faith. This is when he steps in. When you, when you step out in faith, that's when he steps in to give you the victory. Glory to God. Let Jesus lead the way. Walk with him. You're not alone when you're with him. With Christ you can do all things. Christ or Jesus is present. And he confers success. Our help is the name of the Lord. We sang that. Our help is in the name of the Lord. He's the breath of life. Glory to God. And he's all we need. Glory to God. Now, going back to Mr. Duck. We cannot be like the wild duck who, who took sanctuary and became a spectator in the barnyard and not fulfill his destiny. He was content with his life until the day the farmer came. With the butcher. Think about it. Okay. Quiz time. I had to bring this up, roll this up real quick. Quiz time. Who was Zacharias and Elizabeth? You were supposed to look in, we were right there in the book of Luke, chapter 1. Who was Elizabeth and Zachariah? Priest and wife. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Some of you got it. Okay. Um, let me read my notes from Zachariah was a priest and was, was married to Elizabeth. And they were an elderly, elderly couple that had no children. They prayed and God heard him. And they would have a boy child and the child was to be named John, oh glory to God. Within the year of John's birth, 
Jesus was born by Mary. Herod the Great instituted a manhunt for Jesus. And he says, in fact, all children up to the age of two were to be taken and killed. So how old is John? <laughs> it's two. All right. He's two. He's before Jesus, John. John before Jesus. Glory to God. Yeah, the word of the word the word of of a strange events surrounding John's birth had circulated, and Herod demanded that Zacharias hand over the baby John. Hmm. This is interesting. We're going to find out some things. Zechariah had foreseen the possibilities and had his wife, hi John. They went out. Okay. Now, Herod is still looking for the child Jesus, and he was killing all the babies under two years of age and under. Herod's soldiers reported this to King, uh, to the king, Herod, Zacharias did not want to release his baby. So, the, the Herod soldiers killed Zacharias. Wow. Where did they kill him? In the temple. Whoa. Isn't that something? John remained hidden until he began his ministry. You're still in Luke. Luke chapter 1. Look at verse 80. It says... And the child grew and waxed strong in the spirit and was in the desert till the day of his showing unto Israel. So John and his mother Elizabeth went out to the desert and he was raised out there. No wonder he had uh, heavy uh, clothes, I mean. Okay, okay. so he had ministry. Okay, uh, since, since we're talking about this, let's look at something. Let's go to Matthew chapter 23. This is all about... Uh, Zechariah and John. Matthew chapter 23. Jesus speaks about Zacharias. Okay. Matthew chapter 23, 35. And upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth from the blood of righteous Abel, Unto the blood of Zacharias, the son of Barathias, whom ye slew between the temple and the altar. There it is. He was slain. Herod slain him within the year, within, the, uh, well, within two years of John's birth. So John was raised by his mom. Wow, isn't that interesting? Okay. Now, here's another interesting thing the tomb of Zacharias was identified. Between 2001 and 2003, they found a tomb. And the inscription read, you can find this in Israel, this is the tomb of Zacharias, a martyr, a very pious priest, the father of John the Baptist. Glory to God. History is alive. They can't say that. They're, they're finding stuff that the, proves the Bible is right and true. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how many years you live, 
What does matter is what that you speak and uh, that you seek and find God's plan for your life and fulfill that purpose of God in your generation. Each and every one of us has a job to do. We need to do it. Amen. Amen. So are you ready for next week's quiz? Oh, let's see how many amens we get this one. What prophet told the king to shoot an arrow out the window and to strike on the ground with arrows? And what was the reason for it? What prophet told the king to to shoot shoot an arrow out a window and strike the ground with arrows? And for what reason? You'll find that located in 2 Kings chapter 13. I'm not going to give you any more verses. Give you something to go about. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Went through that quick enough. And we have enough time for the communion table. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, uh, Paul writes, for I, for I have received of the Lord that which he also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Do this off as you drink it in remembrance of me. When the Lord instituted um, His Supper, it's for remembrance. Remember what? Remember God's love, His compassion, and His mercy towards us. Glory to God. Another reason we're supposed to, if you read, if you read the whole thing on, on communion there, we are to have fellowship with one another. So one, we have remembrance. Two, we have fellowship. Three, there needs to be a, a reason for thanksgiving. Thanksgiving that all the work, all the works at the, of the cross were completed. Glory to God. Another thing we need to do is we need to proclaim. We need to share the good news of the gospel with others. This is what communion is all about. Then, of course, it says that we need to be self-examining. We need to examine ourselves. Present ourselves before the Lord with a clean slate. And, of course, there is a celebration when we take communion. He's the God of our salvation. Glory to God. What an honor to, to take communion. Amen. Glory to God. So if you'll put some music on, we will, you'll file up here and pick up your emblems and we'll take communion together to worship the Lord at the communion table.
to see a covenant blessing that was fulfilled. So, Father, we, we thank you, Lord, as the bread represents the Lord Jesus' body with stripes and bruises upon it, reflecting, Father God, that he would take all sickness and disease from our bodies. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for that blessing, Father God, that was instituted for us. In Jesus' name, we take this bread. Father, as we hold this cup, the cup which speaks of the blood that was shed at the cross, the blood that washes away all sin, that makes us perfect in your eyes. We thank you, Lord, for the shed blood that sets us free that gives us the privilege to call you Abba Father. We receive that cup now in Jesus' name. Amen. Good to see Oregon up here. <laughs> Let's all stand. Father, we do praise you. We just give you thanks that each and every one of us, Father God, can launch out, Father God, into the areas, Father God, you, that you've caused us to be, that we can be successful at, Father God, that no doors, Father God, can close, and only open doors, Father God, as we launch forth, Father God, and the principles that you've called us to do, Father God. We're praising you. We just give you thanks that what we put our hand to will prosper, Father God. And Father God, as we are blessed, we can be a blessing to others. We praise you for it in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Amen.